0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Arizona State University. Are you looking for a quality education with the tools to set you up for success? Try the University of Phoenix at ASU. Our textbooks are mainly used to cover your head in class while you sleep off that nasty hangover. Arizona State apply now and get two free Jaeger bombs at orientation. to the Justin News Podcast. My name is Justin Cross, and today uh, I am going to be recapping this past week's first of what will be, I imagine, 438 2020 Democratic presidential debates. And it wasn't just one debate. It was Wednesday. It was Thursday night, uh, a riveting display featuring candidates calling one another out, uh, Democrats uh, pissing on Donald Trump, which I'm sure Uh, Let's be real, not his first ever golden shower. Of course, there was Bill de Blasio in the corner just yelling. Like It's one thing to be 7 feet 2 inches tall, but to be 7 feet 2 inches tall and just yelling into camera 3, because it's as if he had no spatial awareness that there were other candidates on the stage. He's just yelling into the camera. Uh, There was that. I'm pretty sure like Kamala in the second night talked about her 3 a.m. plan. I'm pretty sure de Blasio's 3 a.m. plan is just to find a park bench somewhere and just start shouting. But uh, we're going to talk about winners and losers, and I've got some superlatives uh, to dish out, and that's that's what this is all about. It's about having snap gut reactions to what we just saw, where where every person got roughly three minutes, four minutes, five minutes to, like, say something. And then we all form really strong viewpoints and opinions uh, based on little to no information. So on that note, let's get to the winners. First night, I have to give it to this guy, uh, and this hasn't been talked about as much on the mainstream media, but Cory Booker's decision to go vegan is really paying off for him. All right, When the man talked about criminal justice and sponsoring the First Step Act, I can't help but have been pulled into it myself. I was glued to the TV and I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only one because the words coming out of his mouth, you could tell he was passionate, he was he was on point. Um, and, 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 and his jaw was so chiseled. I can't, I mean, the decision to go vegan, if you look at Cory Booker before and now as a vegan, I mean, the jaw is chiseled, okay? It's one thing to have passionate words coming out of your mouth, but it's another thing to have that mouth be chiseled. And... um I'll just be honest at the end of the night uh, Cory Booker is doing an interview with with Chris Matthews in the spin room because that's what that's what the people want to see is is politicians going to a place called the spin room after their debate uh, but he's doing an interview with Chris Matthews in the spin room and uh, I look over at my girlfriend she's glued to the TV and and she looks at me and she says and I quote I'd bang Cory Booker <clears throat> that's right I'd bang Cory Booker um and frankly, you know what? Maybe I would too. Maybe I would too. Um, so to Cory Booker, congrats on winning over some votes, um, some hearts, some minds, and certainly my girlfriend's loins. All right. So <clears throat> now that we got that out of the way um, from night one, actually, I've got, I've got three winners from night one. But my another winner from night one, Elizabeth Warren. I think she continued to demonstrate that she has a plan for a plan for a plan so much that now when Beto is asked a question, he'll first of all give a, give a long anecdote, and then he will turn to Elizabeth Warren and let her deliver whatever the hell his plan is. Because Beto, come on, man. You, was, you were too deer in the headlights out there, Okay. I mean, I get it. It may work on the campaign trail, and I don't question for a minute how passionate uh, and how much you gesticulate. But you got to You got to. You got to be precise. You got to answer the question straight up. Take a cue from from Warren or Mayor Pete. You know, like like be precise with your answer. Be straight, and then go into your tangent. It's like Beto. It's like Beto brought a haiku to a poetry slam fight. You know what I mean? You got to get the snaps. You got to get those snaps. That's the coffee maker, if you can't hear. Uh, <laughs> I'm like Cory Booker. Like I, I had like four cups before I came on here. Uh, another winner from night one, Julian Castro, for having me remember that there's a candidate named Julian Castro. Seriously, I have a terrible memory, and for me to to remember his name on the Friday after the Wednesday night debate it means that for some way, for some reason, he stood out and certainly, if you're watching Wednesday night, he called out Beto. He he went after him on his bread and butter issue of immigration. He said, you know what, I'm going to do the Texas thing and I'm going to take down a fellow Texan. Uh, I don't know if he fully took down Beto. I don't think Beto is going anywhere for now, but uh, he got his name in the mix. He stirred the pot a little bit uh certainly i think Julian castro uh you know what he's he's getting in the mix the the the, the whole book on castro is that he's he's boring but uh you know he he was ready to he's ready to get in there the other night so and of course the final winner it was from night 2 everybody's been talking about her um i everyone may as well just quit can we just can we all, can everyone just quit now it was california senator and soon to be president of the United States, because that's how it is. It's just over now. Kamala Harris. That's right. The former prosecutor started off the night by breaking up a raucous back and forth uh, between different candidates by saying, quote, America does not want to witness a food fight. They want to know how we're going to put food on their table. Zing! Zing! She may have gotten the zinger of all zings in there, and then she followed it up, because first of all, when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, she better, she, she should just walk off now. I'm, I'm looking, I'm yelling at the TV. I'm like, snap, snap, you know, I'm doing the whole thing. And then I was like, ooh, food, you know, she mentioned food. And so I got really hungry and started making myself a frozen pizza. Uh, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. But it wasn't just that. It wasn't just that moment kamala then came back and called out joe biden for recent comments he's made about uh, working with segregationist lawmakers as well as votes and stances from his past uh, including one that was about busing which resulted in in biden uh kind of looking like he had just gotten run over by a bus and joe went seriously joe at first in the earlier in the debate was was he was kind of like that guy who who's just trying to hail a cab but can never get one, trying to get a word in, even though he was called on several times. He just kind of kept raising the pointer finger, you know, to finally like they just panned around and, and and like when after she went after him, he was like, "Wait, hold the fuck on! Do you know who? The, do you know what the fuck I've done for this country?" Like that's the mode that that Joe went into after that, but it was too late. I think it was too late. Uh, You know, he tried to say to Kamala. He said, "Try to say, hey, you know, I I was a, uh, you were a prosecutor, I was a a a public defender." He started talking about his civil rights, everything he's done over the years, working with Obama, etc. But, but, the media landscape is casting Biden as as the loser, as Kamala as the big winner. Of course, I think that was in some ways they were hoping they were looking for somebody like Kamala to come in there. And try to take down Joe, who has like a thirty-point lead. But um, I think uh, I think y- y- you have y- you can't argue with the fact that Kamala was prepared. She's definitely a skilled politician, and we'll uh, we'll see how Joe comes back from this. podcast is brought to you by the city of peoria illinois tourism board come for the central national bank building stay for the ihsa illinois state chess championship beautiful peoria illinois has it all from the wildly popular minor league hockey team the peoria rivermen to stunning interstate 74 come find out why hollywood stars like johnny depp and meryl streep call peoria a city in illinois Time for the losers. The first loser, the MSNBC production staff, and the moderators. Holy shit. Guys, in the first debate, they had to cut to commercial because the audio was picking up the mics from the previous hosts. Then, in the second debate, Chuck Todd and Rachel Maddow had to have even more awkward conversation than they usually do when Lester Holt wasn't ready to ask an audience-based question. Seriously, MSNBC, get it together, all right? I know there are 10 candidates on stage, and yet Chuck Todd is still the most hated guy up there, but you got to pull it together. You want middle America to take you seriously, take a cue from Fox, stop caring about your HR issues, and iron out your technical issues. But seriously, don't stop caring about your HR issues. You don't want to be Fox. My second loser, people who have to stand on corners. No, I'm not talking about people who have to stand on street corners. I mean the corners of the stage. I'm talking about Bill de Blasio, John Delaney, Eric Swalwell, the author lady who made a lot of really good general points that you'd totally nod your head out if you were high as a kite at a party, but you know neither of you is actually gonna do anything about anything to accomplish anything. Seriously though, if I didn't list off those names and whoever that therapist lady was, you'd have no idea who I was talking about. De Blasio was the tall guy who yelled. Delaney was the bald guy who yelled. Swalwell was the guy with the orange tie who Mayor Pete wanted to kill. And I still don't know the name of that lady. The point is this. The edges suck, and I think in order to stand out, all four of those candidates may need to try lighting themselves on fire, then stop, drop, and rolling to get in the psyche of the average voter. Number three, loser, Beto O'Rourke. Come on, Beto. All right, I get it. You're trying to, you're trying to curry the young vote. I get it. But take a cue from Mayor Pete. Answer a question direct, and then go into your anecdote. Beto, you have a young audience. You should know you have to get to the punchline quickly. I don't question that you're genuine or that you're you're telling meaningful, good stories that relate to the point of the question. But when you're standing there with 90 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever it is, you gotta be snappy. You gotta be direct. All right. Dance for me, monkey. That, or just answer every question doing a 360 toe flip. That's a skateboarding move that I just Googled five minutes ago before I did this. Final loser, Joe Biden, like I mentioned. Half the time, it looked like Joe was was in the debate just raising his pointer finger to the moderators like he was at the bar trying to close his tab. Then, all of a sudden, Kamala hits him over the head, and he kind of had a decent response. He kind of talked about his civil rights record, you know? He he tried to call out Kamala for for being a prosecutor, and he went in as a public defender. But Kamala has some dirt when it comes to her record as a prosecutor, and he didn't go there. He didn't go there. He talked about what he did on civil rights, but he didn't do what, what Buttigieg did and show some humility around how he's evolved over the years. Now, of course, I understand when you're the top person, people are gonna take their shots, they're gonna go after you. The media, like I said, they wanted somebody like Kamala to come steal the show, but come on, Joe. You gotta be you gotta show more season than that, all right? Now, I've got the superlatives I want to give out. <clears throat> I've talked about this person, I've alluded to her um, while I've been recording this. I finally got her name. Marianne Williamson. The person I'd most like to smoke pot with. That's right. She's an author. Uh, I think she does self-help books or something. Uh, But if you don't know who I'm talking about, again, I didn't really know her either. Uh, All I know, though, is that uh, she was on the very end of the debate stage where the really loud-talking tall guy was the night before, And that her first call as president of the United States would be, I'm not kidding, to New Zealand's prime minister. Because that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Uh, Second superlative I'm going to give out, the person that doesn't give that much of a fuck, Andrew Yang. The candidate that doesn't give that much of a fuck. Andrew Yang. I'm telling you, folks, if you're looking for a candidate who isn't going to wear ties or will drop curse words on stage, it's Andrew Yang. Perhaps that's why Yang is claiming his mic didn't work. Maybe NBC was like, wait, no, he's too cash for us. Or maybe NBC was just being NBC and didn't know how to get the fucking mics to work. In fairness, Yang only got to talk for two plus minutes of total talk time. That's all he got which was more than a minute and a half less than the mood ring lady I just referred to, and Eric Swalwell, the guy wearing the orange tie who Mayor Pete was ready to physically kill. Third superlative, the candidate who may have too much humility to be president, I just said his name, Mayor Pete. Now, when asked about a recent shooting in the town he's the mayor of in South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete Buttigieg did something I don't think I've ever seen a politician do. Uh, he took responsibility. Instead of getting into all the things he's done as mayor to make the police force more accountable and communal, he said his efforts were not enough. Now, he's taking a ton of heat at home for this, and he certainly has a lot of work to do, it looks like, uh, in the black community as far as uh, getting uh, getting votes and and going up in the polling. And yes, when Eric Swallow pushed him on the topic, he did go into the things that he has done as mayor to, to prevent violence like this. But the reason why people like Mayor Pete is that he's really genuine. He's authentic. Not only does he know 35 languages and served in Afghanistan and represents a younger, fresher political viewpoint, but he has Humility. And in a world where the current guy who holds office wouldn't know how to recognize humility if it was etched into a gold toilet that he owned, seeing Mayor Pete take ownership over a situation as serious as this shooting uh, was, it was, at the very least, refreshing. And uh, although, of course, Republicans uh, debating about hand size also has a lot of value to it. Finally, my last superlative, generic white guy who stood out. And yes, I know a few minutes ago I said he didn't stand out, but like I said also a few minutes ago, I don't believe in my own takes. John Delaney. If you don't know John Delaney, he was the bald white guy on the end who jumped jumped in on the healthcare debate. And whether you agree or disagree on his moderate, bipartisan policy views, Delaney was prepared with clear and concise answers, which he worked out right here on the Justin News podcast. From maintaining private insurance to ushering in AI to the economy, Delaney was on point Wednesday night, just like he was on my podcast, folks. That is a shameless self-plug, and I'm okay with it. I highly suggest you check out my interview with John Delaney, or if you don't want to do that, just look at the memes of him going down a giant slide on the internet. Both tell you pretty much everything you need to know guys thanks so much for listening to the just in news podcast i know today was a little bit more brief actually it was about what 20 minutes we're around 20 minutes anyway uh i hope you enjoyed it i hope you enjoyed the debates you can always subscribe to this share it tell your friends about it uh and uh i've got more stuff coming out on social media later this week i've got some cool political uh candidate interviews people running for congress of the uh, in the senate coming up Uh, of course cory uh hill will be joining me not cory booker I can't let him near me right now. Otherwise uh, I won't have a girlfriend. Uh, but I hope you guys uh, tune in next week. I'll have it out uh, next Wednesday is the goal, July 3rd, right before the 4th. It'll be something nice while you're uh, on vacation, maybe or, or, or enjoying the 4th. And um, anyway, until then um, I hope that you guys all have a fantastic week. Maybe pick up the phone this weekend, uh, call your, your parents or your, uh, family, your your friends, or just call up the, you know, Prime Minister of New Zealand and read some self-help books. Maybe smoke some weed with Marianne Williamson. See, I got her name right.